podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Domskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Torepko and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are with a little bit of a special podcast here today, just in honor of one man. Can you guess who it is, JG? Mate, it's the Aslan. I can see him roaring off in the background. Uh, I must admit, I love the the thumbnail you did. (laughs) Yeah, mate. Well, everyone's been talking about Aslan the Lion uh, ever since he ripped himself onto the scene, roaring away on the court. And, mate, I don't think there's a better animal to describe him really he has literally been ferocious on the tennis courts and i absolutely love watching him play and i'm so happy that we got to have him on the podcast uh before it all happened <laughs> I mean, how good was that Mate, i don't even know where to really begin with this podcast but just talking about what it is like right now you see so many people comparing him to other tennis players oh he's playing a bit like stan Wawrinka during this period um He's hitting it like this, or he's got a backhand a bit like team, or this and that, or whatever. You see so many different similarities and so many different people. I just feel like he's his own in- entity altogether. I don't yeah. think we've ever seen an Aslan Karatsev. No, I don't. It's, think it's, so. a, it's a fairy. It's a it's a story, mate. You'd see in, the, in like kids' books or something where he's come yeah. through. Was it a fairy tale? Fairy tale story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mate. It really is, and it's just something you no one really expected. I mean, we bigged him up but we didn't think he was no. going to get to the semi-finals or a Grand Slam and then win an ATP 500 like a couple of weeks later. Just crazy. So good. And uh, I'm so happy that we were able to speak to him before he blew up. He had, I think, what, 2,000 Instagram followers when I uh, messaged him on there before. Now he's got 40,000. So that's how quickly you rise to fame, isn't it? So fantastic stuff, it's just though. what he's been doing on the court though for me he's just yeah. absolutely exceptional mate like this guy i think the, the beauty of the whole story is the fact that he's been around for a long time uh yeah. i don't think it would be as special if it was a young player who's just tearing it up like say if no. this was Massetti, it would still be amazing this guy look at this young guy he's got to a semi-final he's just won in an atp tournament yeah. he's, he's doing amazing but for him someone who's had the hardship of the game he's played in the tough times he's suffered with knee injuries in 2017 um he's been struggling to make ends meet at times on the challenger tour often sometimes going out first round of a tournament and finding himself where the hotel and the flights are going to be more expensive than the prize money he's got that week well exactly Um, he's he's best um, buds with uh, the other guy we had on isn't he Ilya marchenko one of good friend of the podcast uh he he talked about that in depth on some of his videos as well, just how much it costs tennis players to get around. And up until now, Karatsev probably wasn't making too much money, really, after all the expenses. But after that Australian Open semi-final, he just doubled his total career earnings in two weeks. Just outrageous. <laughs> I love and it. he's grown a whole fan base. Because let's be honest, Ben. Yeah. The time we managed to get him on, he was still a very unknown entity. Oh, he was definitely. a guy who people were saying, oh, why they called him up for the ATP Cup? Like, what's he done really to warrant it? 
Um, yeah. Medvedev come out afterwards. We didn't even get to see him really in the ATP Cup, and he was like, uh, Karatsev was our secret weapon. We never really got to use our secret weapon. Yeah. Um, but imagine playing him in the singles. I think it would have been even more lethal. They won it without, without losing anything at all. They didn't lose one, ma one match, did they? The whole no. ATB Cup. Luckily, exactly. they didn't have Karatsev because I think it would have been over probably in about a day. They finished the whole tournament. How crazy it is as well that him and Rublev go on and win Qatar as well. <laughs> like, how good the are doubles. these Russians, yep. mate? It's just an unstoppable force. And it's scary to think that you've got Rublev and you've got Medvedev at the top of the pile. And then someone like him just comes out of the blue and just uh, is stealing the show, the limelight off both of them. Uh, <laughs> even Medvedev, who made the final, yeah, his his that wasn't as big a story as Aslan Karatsev. Yeah, it's true, it's true. That so, was the biggest story I feel of the of the Australian Open, and it's just yeah. amazing we managed to speak to him before. If you look at his character as a as a man, he's not a man of many words. That I think brings its own element of charm. I, like uh, I know it. Melez was saying about it in the Discord, and he kind of likes it as well in terms of he's a very unknown entity. Like, you don't really know, he's you can't strange. read into him. He's very mysterious. <laughs> you, like, look into his eyes, you think, what? Well, you don't even know what he's going to say next at times. And that's what you want to see in sport. How boring is it when you see players answer the most boring answers, which they've been told to say, saying, oh, yeah, yeah I'll see how I'm feeling. I've been playing well, confidence. It's, it's boring. Do you know what I mean? Mario he gives answers that aren't, what aren't boring. <laughs> You're, people Mario. are going to want to listen to his answers. And I must admit, they're a bit blunt and short at times, but that's what makes them quite comedic, I feel. Mate, I know. Well, Andy Murray always gets crucified for his uh, post-match press conferences just because he's always just got that monotonic voice and he's just like, yeah, well, you know, Rafa, he's had a great <laughs> match. And it, it, it's all that. It's all on this low level. That's why my mum was like, oh, why is he so miserable all the time? He's like, not actually miserable. That's just his like, way he talks. I was like, he can't give the guy a hard time he's actually a funny guy but Karatsev when we spoke to him even though he didn't say a lot there was a lot of smirks there was a lot of laughter yeah and Donskoy being around car that's just even more recipe for a uh, fun and entertainment because he's a character Donskoy yeah yeah for sure mate and I think tipping it off with him winning in Dubai yeah. is just something we could never really imagine we looked at his draw prior we went through the draw preview I don't know if you want to maybe get it up and we'll actually go through that tournament Sure, because mate, we both had him going to the semi-final. I think there was a few other people who had the same. We had no one in our bracket winning the whole thing, uh, which is remarkable. Because you, I, I thought there might have been just one, but there was nobody having him winning. I don't think me or you really thought we could pass Rublev. We thought that would be pushing it, him getting to the yeah. semi-final. But now, for me, he's cemented himself as one of the top players in the game right now. Uh, yeah. You look at form... You look at his natural ability, the way he's playing, the confidence he brings to the court. He's just up there as one of the best players in the world right now. I don't care what anyone says. You look there, Jerusalem That's the one we kind of thought he would do. We thought the Evans could have been the one where he slips up. Um, yeah. Potentially, Close. that's where we could have really lost out. But he beat Dan Evans in three sets and he just seems to always find a way to... He just knows how to win matches right now. Mate, well, exactly. I mean, look at look at the uh, the. It's not like an easy route through to win that tournament. There's look how many three. He's had four three set matches in a row, and he actually is just showing he can come back from adversity in every single match. It's not like he's just a lucky. Oh, he's blitzing people off the court, and when's it going to end? He's actually yeah, losing sets, and he's coming back. And I'm super impressed. He's he's found a rhythm 
with his hitting. But it's the style. Goal. It's the style of how he's winning as well. He's not just yeah. winning and getting it and scraping it and getting lucky in a few things. He's taking an aggressive stance to the game. It's an exciting way of playing. Definitely. And he just makes it very action-packed. And the only way to beat him, I'm not sure what it is right now, but probably, I don't know. Just, you have to new, <laughs> I think you need to have a very strong defensive play yes, uh, to be right. able to beat him. So maybe a Medvedev could fare a little bit better than, say, what a Rublev would. Yeah, I think so. I think Djokovic sort of... Uh, Showed you the blueprint Djokovic, a little bit. That was the perfect blueprint. But then saying yeah. that, would you not argue that he just seems to be getting better? Like the tennis he was playing in Dubai, for me, yeah, I mean, was the was... best Aslan Karatsev we've ever seen. Yeah, oh, You wind sure. back to the challengers. So let's just wind it all back. We had coronavirus. Uh, the, the tour was taken off altogether. Uh, we had about five months, six months, no tennis whatsoever. Once it resumed, he then played 20 challenger matches. Out of them 20 matches, he won 18 of them. Yeah. Uh, beating some really good players as well. Because you need to remember, some of the challengers at the time were some higher-seeded players who were just dropping down to the challengers to try and get yeah. some game practice. Notably, Stan Wawrinka, one of them. Um, yeah. He was playing against some good players and he was pulling off results and he looked really good. Me and you looked at it and we thought, wow, this guy's serious. Like He's playing some some ridiculously good tennis. We can see that he's got a high ceiling. We, uh, we, 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 we messaged him about 10 times, didn't we, to try and get him on the podcast. Mate, I was posting stories about him. I just had like a yeah. fire like going with all his win streaks all over Instagram with a bit of Kasabian playing over it. I'm on fire. Yeah, mate. And then luckily when he finally got in contact, he was like, oh, I've just seen these messages. They're going to another inbox. I was like, a nice one. So, yeah, it was good when we finally got into contact with him. But the fact that he's transferred over from what looked like predominantly a clay court player, yeah. his his uh, style of play transfers so well onto these fast hard courts. It's actually scary uh, how fast the ball flies off the surface when he's hitting it. Uh, I, like you said, I don't know anybody who plays like him and I, I saw a, sort of a comment on one of these websites calling his brand of tennis nothing to lose style tennis. Yep. <laughs> and I love that. That is exactly it. He I plays with that. that freedom. He plays with a freedom of nothing to lose. And I think post post the challengers, he was playing well then. He's then gone a step yep. further with the Australian Open. I thought he was exceptional beating. That's what was his first ever top 10 win against Diego Schwartzman. Oh, no, not against. Was it Diego Schwartzman? Schwartzman, yeah. Was he a top 10 at the time? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was in the ATP finals. Okay, yeah. Of course he was, yeah. I forget now, mate, because I saw it on the online. I don't think Schwartzman was top 10 at the time, but he beat someone else who was in the top 10, didn't he? Was he in the ATP finals? Or no, he, he was close to the ATP finals. Was he in the ATP finals? I can't even remember. Yeah, he was in the ATP finals. Yeah, I'm not sure at the time, though, if he was top 10. That's the only thing, but I'll have to check, mate. Anyway. Just one yeah. second. Uh, <laughs> no worries. But uh, I I just think it's just absolutely ridiculous. He's beaten, obviously, Felix in the Australian Open yeah. as well. Another ridiculous player in top 20. And uh, Grigor Dimitrov as well. Obviously, yeah. Dimitrov had a bit of a problem. Uh, with the Novak Djokovic one, I'm, I'm not going to... I know there's a few Djokovic fans yeah. going to say, come on. Schwartzman was number nine. So, when yeah. he beat, yeah. so he's had two top 10 wins in his career. Schwartzman in the Australian Open. And then Rublev in Dubai, who's number eight in the world. And that's just really what sort of shows that he's getting better and better. Uh, yeah. Beating Rublev, the man who nobody seems to be able to beat, especially yeah. being an ATP 500. Ends his run as well. He ends the run of however many matches it was. 23. 24, 23. 
it is just remarkable and just shows that he can play with the very best. Because aside from Andre Rublev, who else is there who's been dominating the hardcourt swing as much as, as he has? Probably yeah. only Djokovic and Medvedev. Medvedev, maybe a bit of Zverev, but maybe just Medvedev, really. Uh, Djokovic yeah. with the slams. And I think, I know that some Djokovic fans might say, oh, yeah, you're being a bit too harsh on Djokovic. I think that Karatsev was just very nervous. I re-watched the match uh, yeah. yesterday and he wasn't playing the same style of tennis. He was very much like he he wasn't trying to hit through the ball as hard as yeah, he normally I agree. does. I agree, and yeah. The only way he was winning points is when it was dropping in the service line. He was coming in and trying to finish it from the service line. He wasn't hitting any, like barely any baseline winners. So yeah. that's a... That's a good sign, I think. Fair enough. You're nervous. It's a Grand Slam semi-final against the world number one, one of the greatest of all time. You're going to be nervous. And he still played well once yeah. he got into the swing of it. Too little, too late, though. And Djokovic, yeah, you're just not going to beat him if you're not on your top. Well, uh, let's just go yeah. back to that. We'll go on to Dubai in a minute. So if you just go down on the results there, because I think it's important to sort of highlight how many wins he's had, this guy. Um, so you can see there, the only other loss he's really had was in Doha, and that was against Dominic Team. Yeah. Uh, we was both watching that match. He was down a break in the first set and he was under a lot of issues. Team was playing quite well, I thought. Uh, he managed to come back and win that set from really down and out. Um, yeah. After that, he then ended up losing. But is it that much of a hardship to be losing against someone like Don Dominic Team? No. I think it was... Uh, I still... I had Dominic Team winning. I think it's a lesson. I think it's, it's all these defeats have just made him stronger and he's getting to his ultimate goal, which I think potentially could be here in Miami. Um, hey, well, top 10, some people are saying that this, there's yeah. the ceiling for this guy. I mean, he's just beaten Rublev. Uh, maybe you can replace him. Uh, not Maybe you can join him, let's say, not replace him. Because yeah, Rublev just keep, uh, will keep going be down. So yeah, just, sorry. sorry, just keep going down. So there you go. That's the Djokovic one. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So he's been, yeah, you can go down a few more. All right. So it's just going to reset like it always does. Bear with me. Ooh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so we just moved down to... Yeah, there you go. There's the whole Australian Open anyway. Yeah, and he, he was just so comfortable, really, in the Australian Open. You can see the players he was beating. It is remarkable, that whole that whole story. Um, yeah. But just moving up. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I'm moving you all over the place. <laughs> yeah, moving down. Moving uh, no, we've spoke about that, to be fair. Let's just focus on actual Dubai, what's just happened. Uh, yeah, because mate. that is one we've not really been able to touch on. I know you did the live watch-along. Uh, Tweener joined you for part of it. Yep. And rested on your own. But that was another draw where we thought the Evans one could have been a bit shaky. He then come through Sonego. He, he played a, he's been suffering with a bit of the fact that he's not blowing people away anymore in terms of they all seem to be going three sets, but he's just finding a way. And he's just, I think he's just slowing down at moments in matches, which he can't afford to do if, if he wants to be one of the best and, and you, compete. Do you not think that's a really hard route to a uh, I'd say the easiest match there is the final. And I'm not going to, I'm not, for, for me, if you look on paper. Oh, Jurisimov is the easiest one for me. Yeah, for other than Jurisimov. I'd say if you looked at that on paper before yeah. the tournament, I'd say Harris would be the one of the easiest ones for him to beat. And then you look, Evans, tricky player, can beat a lot of top players yeah. on his day. Really crafty. Sonego, really powerful player. Uh, also with Sinner as well. Incredible player, powerful. Uh, and obviously Rublev speaks for himself. So I just think that this tournament was really difficult to win. And the fact he did it in that style and then the final was just 
it was just the Karatsev show. Uh, it was uh, ridiculous. Harris looked like a fish out of water. He, <laughs> literally, mate, I don't know what was going on. He didn't know what had hit him. It was already over by the time it even... Yeah, no, I, think... I, I, I didn't see it in the match, obviously. I was busy mate, um, looking it was... at houses, mate. But that was just remarkable, the way... I just saw the point by point, and he was just mate. blitzing Harris, wasn't he? <laughs> Harris was... didn't know what was going on. It was obscene. It was really obscene. And remember, even in the Rublev match, though, he had like four games to love in a row on his serve. That's how dominant his service games were being. Uh, it's pretty credit to Rublev that he was actually hanging in. It was literally hanging in, though. It wasn't anything other than hanging in the match. And I saw a statistic, uh, even from the Australian Open, I think on pretty much every match, he hits more winners than his opponents, which is just such an impressive statistic. I think there was a couple of matches. Obviously, Djokovic beats him, didn't get more than him in that match. Yeah. But then I think there was just maybe a couple of matches out of his past, like, 12 matches that he's not hit more winners and that's the mate, mate the stats keep coming Melez there sharing another really good one points one percentage on hard court in 2021 Karatsev has the best uh, yeah. so no one's got a better points points one this year percentage and some really interesting stuff as well is from a, a Russian guy in the chat apologies I don't know how to say your name um, and he's saying that apparently after the, the loss with uh, with Dominic team Mm. The coach said that he suffered, what's it? The coach said he's mentally fragile and he wasn't satisfied with the motivation he had versus team. Apparently, since then, they had a serious conversation. Um, and then since that conversation, he's just been playing a lot better and he's been sort of taking it a little bit more seriously. And we know what happened in Qatar. He won the yeah. doubles of Rublev and then he won Dubai. So since he's sort of had this conversation with his coach, yeah. mentally, he's been at the races and he's been firing. It's funny that you say that as well, because that was one thing that I sort of said in joking after the Australian Open. I thought, oh, come on, he's just got to the semi-finals. He's got all this money. Is is he going to be as focused now in the next tournament? And he did go out. I'm, it's a Dominic team. I mean, it's a, no yeah, disrespect. I, he, he, I thought he played well the first set and even parts in the second set. He saw... What was it? The, was it the, what was that lob he did? Was it a tweener lob or something? Oh, no, no, he did a tweener passing shot, mate. Yeah. Oh, God. He doesn't look like he's low on confidence or drive. He was playing incredible stuff and he lost to Dominic team. So Nothing let's just put that lose. into perspective. Nothing to lose style. Tennis. I just think what we're seeing now is a lot of these results have gone to three sets and he's he's now finding a bit more grit and determination where he is it. giving away sets. Let's be honest. If it gets Rublev, there's no way that should have been a three set match. Rublev was there for the taking. He was absolutely battering him. Uh, Rublev didn't have any indent on his serve whatsoever until it until it ha was at five four fifteen forty and he got oh, two it? yeah he got he, 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 Kratzev made two double faults yeah and that is a mental fragility in terms of he looked a bit yeah. weak in that match I still think he is prone to that uh, regardless of what the the guy in the chat was saying about it, the coach he is prone to some mental uh, issues here and there in matches usually towards the business end of of, of a set yeah, whether yeah, it's the first sure. set or the second set. However, what is important is in the match deciding set, he seems to be able to eradicate them moments and he plays with a little bit more freedom because I feel like yeah, once yeah. he's then lost the set, he then looks at that as like, oh, it's nothing to lose uh, because yeah. he, was, he, he, he was suffering. He had, a bit, he had his moment in hardship in the match. He then looks at it as anything now is a positive. He plays with a bit more freedom without much pressure on himself and that's why he's been able to get so many over the line in three sets, in my opinion. Mate, I think you're totally right. And it was so impressive to see. 
the difference between the end of the second set and the end of the third. He actually finished the uh, set with an ace, and that's just the difference. Like he was double faulting yep. at the end of the second set, he was acing Rublev at the exactly, end yeah. of the third set, and that, that I'm. I'm just so impressed That's with his serve. Nutshell, mate. his serve is really good as well. It's underrated. He the, the swerve he puts out on the juice side, uh, it's really difficult to get it back in. And obviously, the more he plays his doubles with Rublev, he's got good hands at the net as well, yeah. Karatsev. So he's a, he's a worry, mate. For a he's lot probably, of he's probably got better hands than than Rublev, to be fair. But he's I think he's always been pretty good like that. Um, looking at some of the the, the clips of him prior. Yeah, mate. Well, definitely. Yeah. I don't know sure. if you wanted to talk about some of his early life. I know you did a bit of yeah. research because we were both just... a bit fascinated by it. Well, uh, speaking about like uh, his darker days and stuff like that, I was just reading back through. And uh, apparently back in 2017, he had a really bad knee injury, which uh, kept him out of the sport uh, f- for some time. And then he tried to come back. And then it was really bad that. He had to take another three months off once he came back after his first match back, I believe. Uh, and he was really struggling with it. And then he met uh, a coach, I believe, called yeah- Yahor uh, Yatsik. Sorry if the pronunciation is incorrect. Uh, and apparently he said he really helped with his mental game and and his like technique side. And interesting about Yahor is a, is a Belarusian guy who was ranked apparently 682nd in the world in doubles in 2013 we have a random pairing to just team up but he decided to come and coach him but he also had uh another coach with like a sort of technical coach alberto lopez and that was up until the end of 2020 who's uh famously worked with uh garbinia muguruza okay. uh, in the past so high stock really so someone who can get to the final of grand slams uh, it's it's obviously paid off because he's he looked great in Australia and he obviously didn't have a coach there though which is that was one of the big uh, stories wasn't it it's what well a lot of players couldn't have coaches but he actually didn't actually have a coach I don't think at all so yeah. no I don't think he did you're right uh, so it's good that he's finally got one now who's really pushing him on and taking him to the next step because I think he's at that level just to like wind it back and put it into perspective in terms of the ranking and how far this guy's come. Sure. Yeah. When like tennis was all cancelled because of COVID, he was about 250 in the world. Yeah, exactly. After that, after all of the stuff in Prague and stuff, he's then teetering around the, well, I think there was a lot of different tournaments and challenges. He was approaching the, say, top 100, but it was a big ass exactly. to then break it. Australian Open, he just smashed through the top 100. He now finds himself, after the bye, 27th in the world, and he's actually quite a good seed for like the for like some yeah. big events like the like Miami, which we're in now. You find him as a seeded player, and he's got a buy after not playing many. What is his? How many tournaments has he even played in his career? I was looking through some of the 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 Grand Slam records. He's only ever made qualifiers on a few occasions in 2015. Aside from that, he's never even got that far. So to do semi final Australian Open and do what he's doing now, winning events, is just amazing. I know you've got some good graph up there. Yeah, I mean, I was just pulling that one up just so it's you can see emphasize, his, yeah. his uh, trajectory there. He was obviously on the rise, uh, and then it all sort of fell apart when he had that injury, uh, well, back end of 2016. And in 2017, he was trying uh, his best to be struggling with the injury and luckily got the coach. And obviously, see 2018, pretty much a non-entity there. 
uh, didn't really play any tennis at all. And what he did, he didn't win any matches, two matches until all of 2018. Just so good to see him finally come back in 2019. Yeah. Interesting, at the back end of 2019, he actually went on an 11-match losing streak. This is like the sort of mental things you have to deal with as a tennis player. Mate, I remember it. I remember it. It was at work, mate. Uh, at the time, I had a lot of bad things to say about Karatsev because he was always <laughs> playing people who I was watching. I was never watching the match for him, but he was playing a lot of people. And I used to think he was not very good. Um, I thought well, he was a bit average, didn't really offer much, just seemed like a average Joe, really. Just someone who's just trying to make a living in tennis, who's never really going to amount to something. So I put my hands up now. I was probably one of the most critical people of Karatsev ever. And I knew who he was. I remember seeing his face on flash scores, yeah. and, uh, seeing him play in a few matches here and there. He was never that good, mate. So what he's done is just amazing. Um, that is incredible. And we've got a people in the chat saying, are you going to be making an Aslan Karatsev well, song? Mate, the super chat, Jordan, as well. Cheers, Jordan. He's like pushing himself top of the mountain, even higher, higher. No one can catch him. Well, make sure nobody leaves the stream and everybody stays put because I do have a little something special. I've been literally working myself to the bone uh, over the past 48 hours since that win. And uh, I'm just hoping all of you guys appreciate all of the, uh, the late nights and the hard work I've been putting in. It's going to be something special coming up uh, very, very Thanks. soon. I'm excited. Yeah. I've not even seen it myself. So Ben's no, got man. a special surprise, probably playing in about 10 minutes time. So stay tuned for that. Exactly. But there you go. Just emphasize what I was saying. 2015 was really the big year for him where he was playing well. He was he was trying to get into the slams. He was obviously in a position to be able to 190 in the world. Just couldn't really break through. Let's be honest. He was just never good enough. Um, <laughs> look at 2021 though. <laughs> he started with a bag. And the craziest thing is there's still three more slams to go. I wow. think he could do some something special in a few I more of them. See, I want to see him on the grass, mate. Do you not? Yeah. I want to see he, what his grass court tennis is like. Yeah. Has he could had suit any, him, mate. He hasn't had he's only ever played on the main tour five matches. One and four at the moment. In twenty fourteen he, he played one qualifier. <laughs> and then in twenty fifteen he got through one qualifier and lost the second, it seems. So yeah, it it will be amazing. Let's see what happens with that. And Miami, look at Miami Open in the past. It's obviously there. Zero zero. He's got zeros all over the place. Yeah, look, Mary Sky saying Karatsev doesn't have any sponsors. GTL should sponsor Karatsev. Imagine him playing with the GTL logo. We <laughs> can't afford him anymore. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, mate. I think <laughs> we can. Boat, I think. I think we did. I think we might be able to send him some merch. That's about it. He might wear some of it. Uh, he might wear some, but you never know. I'm sure he has uh, offers coming out of his ears. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm literally ridiculous absolutely crazy that he's managed to get to this level well, i hope he gets a sponsorship from adidas because he wears a lot of adidas that'd be awesome if he gets that yeah that would well he deserves something he deserves at the moment he, all the, the all the eyes in the world are on him in in the tennis world so he deserves everything that's coming his way i think it's just an absolutely incredible story i couldn't wish it to happen to a better person really uh, just a humble guy from humble beginnings. Somebody who was uh, born in, I'll get this right, Vladikavkaz, which is at the foot of the Caucasus, Caucasus Mountains. Is that right? I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, Caucasus Mountains, which is apparently a 1,000 kilometers south of Moscow. 
So he knows the cold. He knows how to brave the uh, the bad conditions. And right now, well, he's just been playing well in the sun, mate. He's been sunning it up over in Australia. Looks like he's a fair. He's like he's another Medvedev. Likes the fair weather, <laughs> mate. Amino's asking, can you go back to the other chart? Do you still have it up? The other chart? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. What the the one where he, the wins and losses? Yeah, because apparently he only played two matches in 2018. Because that would make sense because he had a knee injury and he went up 150 rankings. Is that right? So yeah. 2018, he only played <laughs> yeah. two matches. Or is it done the other way around? I'm trying to work it out now. Yeah, he's increased in his... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's well, it, that's his year-end finish in uh, in 2018. They're all like uh, end-of-year results. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure really how that works. But good spot, mate. Yeah, very yeah, weird, I must very admit. Spot. Maybe yeah, that's just the way it's written, but I can't work it out right now. I must admit... Uh, but you've got better eyes than me, for sure. But regardless of that, I'm looking at the, the rankings and they, they're about right. He was around that kind of level. <laughs> um, I know he was after the thing, it was about 235, two, no, to about 250. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, sorry, I'm getting corrected. It's not cold there. It's actually hot there. <laughs> and there's oh, right. little to no snow. I saw some pictures and there was snow in all the pictures they were putting there. <laughs> so I don't know who's been uh, filling the uh, filling the internet full of uh, snowy pictures but <laughs> there you go stand corrected i stand we're always living and learning aren't we jg yeah, yeah that's it so well at least we know now so uh well thanks for pointing that out as well almino obviously uh i'm not sure how he managed to increase in his ranking after playing two matches but people must have go. lost points but anyway the nice. last thing i want to touch on for your special surprise is obviously miami uh, we did our draw preview earlier on today. If, if none of you have checked that out, I recommend going to check it out because it was quite a good one. Uh, we both went through the whole draw, Ooh. gave our winners a few dark Ooh. horses. Aslan <laughs> Karatsev, you'll be pleased to know, was going quite deep in the tournament. I think Ben even went all the way to the final, which is unbelievable. Um, but do we actually believe he can do it? Because upon reflection, the big sort of underlying thing, and I was speaking to a few people as well, is going to be to do with the fact that um, fatigue physically, physically yeah. he's going to be slightly fatigued. He's played a lot of tennis. He's not used to playing so much tennis, especially at the high level. Could that play a factor? Well, I think it could, but also confidence has a big thing to uh, to go with everything. Imagine you're him right now. The world is your oyster, and I just don't. There's got to be a level of adrenaline running through that guy right now that nothing this good has ever happened to him. And he probably never wants it to end. And surely he's just he's going to be running off like empty for a, a whole tournament, possibly. He could, I, I have that sort of belief in him at the moment that he could produce, he doesn't have a, like a running around style. I'll, I'll answer that. We're biased. Probably. That's the truth of it. We love the guy so much, so we see him <laughs> yeah, in a biased nature. So that's, we're probably not the best people to ask. Um, yeah, however, I think of, fatigue could have a little his, bit of an issue. His style of play, though, if you look at it, is one which he does shorten a lot of points, which would help him maybe in some earlier rounds. But I don't know. It's one of these ones where we can't really call it fairly... We both want him to do so well. Uh, and hey, look, look at the questions we get about him now. Is Karatsev going to be... Is he able to lose to a player who isn't inside the top four? Well, 
It's a big question. It's an interesting question because if you had anyone really outside of it, I don't know. I think sit a pass would give him, I don't know. It is tricky. I think anyone outside the top 10, though, I don't, I personally don't see him beating him. No, I can't think of a player outside the top 10 who who beats him. I think even, let's say, a Shapovalov, I think Karatsev beats him personally. Mate, mate, I just, I just want it to keep going. Don't, don't wake me up, as the, as the song says. Uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. I feel like we're in dreamland, Karatsev dreamland, and I just don't want their dream to ever end. I just want to see him. Uh, mate, wouldn't it just be amazing if we get to the end of 2021 and we see Karatsev at the ATP Tour, the first one in Turin? Yeah. I would just love that. I just hope that he can replicate this. I think, he's already, I think he's already reached the point where we can't even get him back on the podcast now, which is a shame. Uh, we just about got in just enough time because yeah, now got I think he's already, he's already surpassed Don't us. Don't say that, Matt. We got Mar- Mate, I speak to Marchenko very regularly and he's very good friends with him and that's how we got him on the first time. So uh, I think if we speak to Marchenko nicely, he might be able to uh, help us out and maybe if Karatsev has any time in his diary, uh, that that's the main thing. I think he's going to be asked for a lot of interviews. So... It's always tough. He needs to have some downtime. Give the guy a little bit of rest. He's probably got media all over him right now. And game to love. He's probably thinking he'd tick that one off the list already. <laughs> Maybe we'll get an interview with him before the French Open if he wants to get to another semi-final hey, I of think a he's, I think he's unreachable already, I'm afraid. I would love to say we could get him on, but I think he's already reached the stage where he's in, he's in uncharted territory, mate. He's getting a nosebleed how high he is up at the moment. Yeah, and Floyd Benson, yeah, just to uh, take your question. I think it will. I think the story of yeah. Karatsev is going to inspire a lot of players outside the top 50, if not outside the top 100. Look yeah. where he came from. Be- 200 in- even. 200. Because if you're a player who's been on the tour for a long time, a lot of the time you kind of lose your drive and aspiration to ever really reach further goals. We saw with Attila Balaz. He might not be a well-known player, but he was going to retire from the sport, completely yeah. retire all of a sudden, he just pulled it together some results, started playing really well. Amazing. Uh, and he, he reached top 70, I think, in the world, which yeah. was amazing. Another really cool story. One went under the radar because he wasn't able to do it at the big level, not like Karatsev. But no, I mean, he, is... he, he kind of did it. And he, I've seen a few other examples of players coming to the end of their career kind of thing. Well, not even the end, but like past the middle part. And they just have like a resurgence and they start playing. They find a new lease of life and form and they play the sport differently with a lot more freedom. So why not, mate? I right. think it's going to inspire a lot more players. And I, I predict to see, maybe not the nature of Aslan Karatsev. I think there's only going to be one of him. But we right. could see some other cool stories where people are breaking top so. 100. Maybe some freak results in Masters or even wow. the Slam. You never know. We could see again, mate. It's the year where things can happen. And there's a lot of promising clay court players that we haven't had, got to see yet at a Slam. So... I think those are ones that are coming up. There's a lot of players that we've been talking about on the clay courts. But Karatsev, he came from 253 in the world last July, I believe. And he made it all the way up now to number 27. So come on, this guy, I don't, this rise, uh, he's gone up 250 places, no, 230 places, sorry, in the space of six months. Yeah. Pretty much. Apparently, there's uh, a film about on Wimbledon, uh, twelve travel twenty one site, and there was a film called Wimbledon, and it's about a washed up British tennis player who makes one final run. Yeah, I've seen the film Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've not good, seen it. 
Mate, it's one of the uh, yeah. I like it. I th- any tennis, any tennis <laughs> movie. I said, was it Andy Murray? <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. Uh, he's not washed up yet. Come on, Andy. <laughs> Gregor's is asked. Someone asked. George said, "Can Karatsev win a slam?" And then <laughs> Gregor's went, "Can Karatsev win twenty slams?" <laughs> I think we're getting a bit carried away. Can he win a slam? Yes, he can. He got to the semi-final and played Novak Djokovic. Say one time something's happening where one of the big three's not there or a few of them aren't there. One's got knocked out and others injured. Yeah. And Karatsev finds himself in a quarterfinal in a deflated field. Watch out. That's what I'm saying. He's definitely, you never know in tennis. I think it's unlikely, but I, I reckon he could. Lloyd Harris at the, at the final of the US Open. <laughs> <laughs> Dan then... Evans crawls into the finals now. <laughs> Andy Murray, his bionic, bionic leg gets him into the final. <laughs> Then uh, you never know, mate. But uh, yeah. I was gonna say we've. Uh, I think we've talked to him. We could talk about Kratzev until the cows come home, mate. Yeah. The last comment is from Will, which we need to talk about because this is oh, actually yeah. summarizes him perfectly. What he is so good at for people who don't know is he can hit the ball off both wings equally as good, and he's just ferocious from every single angle. Variety. The ball can be high, the ball can be low, it can be middle. He can hit it down the line. He can get it cross court, deep, short. He doesn't like volley. letting it bounce, does he? There's not, yeah, there's not much he can't do. And he serves quite strong as well. So he doesn't actually show many weaknesses. <laughs> Floyd saying he would have probably won the US Open in 2020 if he had played at that level. <laughs> I think he would. If you saw that final team versus Zverev, it was... Uh, if it's Zverev, mate, if it's Zverev in the final. <laughs> well, mate... Zverev would have crumbled. That's my final in uh, Miami. Maybe, huh? maybe he could crumble as well. I think Karatsev is not the most strong. That's the one thing I would say. You look at some of the young guys who are showing no fear, like a sinner or something. I think he's a lot stronger than what Karatsev is even, but maybe not naturally as good right now, which is just bizarre. I'm saying that. I know. Um, Anyway, mate, I'm stealing your thunder a bit. Mate, well, we've been been going on long enough. I think it's only time that we finally have the release of the Aslan Karatsev song, which uh, I know a lot of you have been anticipating it's finally the moment's finally here uh jg hasn't heard it uh i've been driving my girlfriend Excited. wild by uh playing it on repeat for the past <laughs> 48 hours <laughs> so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it here it is this one's for you aslan Ago. He lost 11 in a row on the Challenger Tour. Then he started to grow. Went on a run, really got it his flow. And ended up in the big show. Like a Bitcoin, his stock, it keeps rising. Makes it look like he's not even trying. And every ball that he hits, it goes flying. Aslan Karatsev.
Down to sets to love against Felix. Never seems to know when he's beating. Dimitrov couldn't handle the heat and he was defeated. Like a Bitcoin, his star, it keeps rising. Makes it look like he's not even trying. Every ball that he hits, it goes flying as a Finals in Australia to his first doubles title in Qatar. Whoever knew we would have got this far? And then his first ATP title in Dubai, ranked 253 last July. Now he's in the top 30 and he's flying high. The big on his stock, it keeps rising Makes it look like he's not even trying Every ball that he hits, it goes flying As a <laughs> mate, it's emotional. It's actually mate, emotional watching it, it and now like his journey, mate. And it's a it's a very catchy tune, mate. So you've done you really smashed it out of the park with that one. Well done. Appreciate that, mate. It was a little bit Avicii esque, I think that was going with there uh, for the Aslan Karatsev and uh tribute to Avicii as well. Why not? Uh great talent he was. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I can I hope it did him justice. I hope that he gets a chance to listen to it. Maybe he can walk out onto court to it, maybe at one point. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but I will tell you all, I actually, uh, I'm going to post it on its own as a separate video after this uh, so that you guys, if you want to share it. And also, uh, it's going to be available to, to buy or to download or to listen on Spotify, on all the other uh, music stream sites, because it's an original song this time. Uh, oh, nice. Created from scratch. So, yeah. Let, I'll, yeah well, I'll just find it on Spotify, can I? Well, you will be able to in a few days. I popped it on there this morning. So, the release is supposed to be uh, at midnight tonight, but I think okay. it takes a couple of days to go on okay, there. Cool. But, uh, 12 Travel 21. Who wrote the lyrics? Was it a team effort or just me? No, it was just literally. Oh, <laughs> yeah, literally, I, I did. I started it on Sunday morning. And uh, managed to finish it uh, late last night, about three three a.m. So, uh, yeah, it has been a tough couple of days' work, but managed to get it done. So, uh, well worth the wait, though. I hope I really do. 
No, mate, well. definitely worth it. Uh, people in the chat really liked it as well. I thought it was amazing. Gio said brilliant work. Can't really echo that enough. And it's definitely a catchy one. I think I need to listen to it again, mate, and have it on repeat so I can start learning some of the lyrics because all I can remember is, he's on the rise like Bitcoin. I, just <laughs> I little thought Bitcoin. you'd like that bit. The Bitcoin <laughs> bit had to be in there, mate. He is the Bitcoin of tennis right now. Yeah. That's what I've been cap- – I keep on saying it. As soon as Bitcoin was going up, he was going up with it. And it was yep. just a weird trajectory that they were going at the same – well, that way. Going at the same time. Uh, it's just crazy, isn't it? Uh, I'm just uh, – Happy that I managed to get it done in time. I could have probably done it a little bit better, but when you're stuck with a tight deadline, you just try and get these. Uh, yeah, mate, if, if Jordan's saying uh, stream it as much as I possibly can, we want a UK top 40. If not, a Russian number one, surely. <laughs> yeah, let's enter in the Russian charts. Mate, exactly. Let's just try and get maybe Maybe everyone who has a Bitcoin, they'll share it. So... <laughs> Who knows? Well, the only problem is we've got a good comment here saying Bitcoin bits a bit jinxy because Bitcoin <laughs> does tend to drop a lot. So hopefully, Aslan doesn't. Now, mate, it, uh, everybody has a well. He had a little bump, didn't he? When Bitcoin dropped, he actually lost the Dominic team, and then it went up again to its highest when Dubai won. So that was why it's so weird. He's following the trajectory. Mate, so imagine hope- if what's them tournaments in tennis where you have like the entrance music when you walk out? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what imagine I mean. if Aslan picked that song and he walks out with all his bag on court and he just got Aslan Karatsev song played in the background. Mate, <laughs> if, I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear that he's heard it at least once. And if they can play it at some sort of stadium, he's at one time. Ah, mate, I think I'll die. I think I'll be like they're part of me. My heart would go out to Aslan for that. I would just be perfect. So it'd be like the box of the walkout song. <laughs> yeah, that's what twelve twelve twenty one said in the chat. <laughs> well, what 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 other players have a, a a song other than probably the big three? I'm sure there's a few about them, but what other players have got a song just dedicated to them? So Karatsev, Aslan, that was for you, mate. Absolutely legend of the game, and. Uh, Keep it going, mate. We want to see you in the final in Miami. Well, I definitely yeah. Do. Even even if he doesn't know, let's just give him a bit of um, not such a hard time. He's done incredible the last few months. Hopefully, he can have a good run in Miami. But I don't want to. I want to keep my expectations lower, so I'm not too disappointed. Um, but yeah, I, I genuinely do believe he's got a good run. I think he's, I think the draw is quite favourable for him. So let's see what happens with it. Go on. Right. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap up there. We've been on for. Uh, much longer than we probably even thought we were yep. going to do, but we could talk all day about him. But yeah, <laughs> we'll probably be wrapping uh, up a few results uh, coming up this week. Obviously, there's tons of matches going on. Uh, just keep your eye on the Discord. If you're new to the channel, jump in the Discord. That's where all the information is. Uh, and if you're new to the channel, obviously hit the subscribe button and hit the notification button and it'll pop up every time we've got a podcast going. Yeah, so. awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. If you haven't already, like this video, uh, share it with your friends, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you very soon to cover all of the action in Miami. Indeed, guys. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.